All right, should be good. Awesome. <clears throat> Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> How now, brown cow? All right. <laughs> Unable to access microphone. What the? F- <laughs> Let's try this again. Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Today, we're going to be outlining how to develop a diet plan or a nutrition plan. And if you are listening to this, um, specifically on Spotify, I would stay tuned to the video because we're going to be covering, we're going to be showing some graphs here and and whatnot. But uh, I'm going to let French kind of take the reins on this one because I think he's a little bit more experienced in this area. And I'll just be kind of popping in. But I did want to preface this by saying... Um, in my experience, if you've never done much specifically with nutrition, I would start by trying to develop some sort of consistency in your diet first. And then from there, I would just try to, um, get sufficient protein. So that's the next step. Um, that's going to take care of a lot of your problems, uh, just because one having sufficient protein is really going to help you um, with the muscle repair process, if you're cutting, it's going to help you, uh, hold on to a lot of muscle. And obviously it's essential for gaining muscle as well. Uh, and then the third step, I would say, then you can kind of start to track your calories. Like we're talking about here, but get consistent with those first few things first. Um, just because that's sometimes hard enough for some people, uh, before you get into this kind of detailed stuff. Um, but without further ado, I'll leave it up to you, French. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. So guys, nutrition can be super complicated. And while I do know a, probably more than the average person, there's a ton that I don't know. And honestly, I think people overestimate how much we know, like just as humans through research, like I think there's a ton of stuff that we're going to find out in the next 50, hundred years where it's like, holy cow, we had no idea about that. So a lot of this is still kind of just speculation. Obviously, there's um, the few core truths that are that are going to be good to abide by, but we're going to go over kind of a simple, a simplified way to kind of determine how to make yourself a nutrition plan. And I'm hoping that as I go through this, this is something that, like Nolan said, if you can follow along on video, we're going to have it on Spotify. I'll probably upload this one to YouTube as well, just because I think it'd be pretty helpful for most people of how you can kind of figure out your macros, calories, all that good stuff on your own, just through the internet through some resources that I'm going to show you guys. So basically I am going to, to preface everything. Obviously I'm going to show you a couple, um, a couple graphs here with the nutritional priorities as I view them and through a resource that me and Nolan really trust. But to preface this, I would say adherence is the number one goal and the number one, no, pretty much uh, it's mandatory for any nutrition plan. Basically you can have the best nutrition plan ever written by a professional, by a medical professional, um, someone who's coached, you know, hundreds, thousands of people. But if you can't stick to it, it's not going to do you much good. So being able to be consistent, like Nolan said, um, consistently stick to a nutrition plan. And that doesn't need to be like strict diet. We're talking just like generally consistent over time, you know, hitting your protein, make sure you're eating fruits and vegetables every day drinking enough water every day, 
if you can nail that stuff down, you know, honestly, if you can get enough high quality lean proteins, eat enough fruit, eat multiple servings of fruits and vegetables every day, honestly, that's a really good start. And if you're doing that, likely you're probably eating pretty healthy already. And then you can kind of fill in the gaps and find out your problem areas where you can improve. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I'm going to try to share my screen right here. Hopefully this works. You see that, Nolan? Yes, sir. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to bring up here, this is from, this is a pyramid, not a pyramid scheme, but a pyramid nonetheless. So this is from a resource, Renaissance Periodization. Uh, I'd say this is probably one of my, me and Nolan's probably our favorite resource to go to for training, nutrition, stuff like that. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of depth about why we trust them, but probably the biggest reason I trust them is, you know, most of the people that they have working there have, you know, advanced degrees, not to say that that's the end all be all, you know, that doesn't necessarily make you smart, but they don't hire people that don't know what they're talking about. So they have, you know, registered dietitians, people with doctoral degrees in sports science and things like that. They just make really good stuff. So Renaissance Periodization, awesome resource, highly recommend their YouTube. This is one of their books they've written. It's called The Renaissance Diet. And the main thing I want to show you guys here is this pyramid. So as you'll see, the Renaissance Diet, um, the book is basically, it's based around nutrition for performance. So we're going to kind of get into the different, little bit of the differences between nutrition for performance and health, because they are a little bit different, performance versus health rather. So as you see right here, where my mouse is, you got adherence on the side. Obviously, that's the overarching um, principle to any type of uh, diet plan, nutrition plan, whatever you want to call it. If you can't adhere to it, uh, it's pretty pointless. Then at the bottom here, you see we have calories. You'll hear people say very often, you know, calories are king. And that's for good reason. Because, I mean, you could have the macros dialed in. You could be taking, you know, all these supplements, um, having your meal timing on point. But if you're eating more calories per day than your body burns, you're going to gain weight. And if that's not your goal, that's no bueno. Same thing goes the other way. If you're eating too few calories and you're trying to gain weight, but you're eating too few calories as opposed uh, compared to what your body burns, you're going to lose weight. So you have to have your calories in, in on point before you worry about anything else. Then as we go up the pyramid, we see macros. So macronutrients, we're referring to the big three, carbs, fats, and proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. So obviously, you know, you could eat only, only carbs and fat. And as long as your calories are under your daily limit, you can lose weight on that. There's there's no denying that. But there is probably a near optimal ratio for if you're, especially if you uh, do resistance training and you're looking to build muscle, maintain muscle as you lose weight, you need to have a certain amount of protein. Um, more carbs may be more beneficial for people that are doing a lot of resistance training. Um, if you're looking for more of a cognitive benefits and you don't want a lot of carbs because they make you sleepy maybe more fat to be good for you you can kind of really play around with this one a little bit then as we go up the pyramid we have meal timing so basically when you're eating so you got your overall calories you got the macros and then you got when you're eating so how many times a day are you eating are you eating three times a day five times a day once a day it matters i'd say more in you know, sports and athletics. And like, if you have a certain goal, like powerlifting wise, bodybuilding wise, I think it matters more than general health for the most part. If I would have to say, obviously, if you, 
your main goal is to build as much muscle as possible. You probably want to eat more than once a day just because spread out your protein a little bit more. And um, obviously, if you have to eat a surplus of calories, it's tough to eat that in just one sitting. So timing, important. Then we go up to composition. So composition is basically what you're eating, the types of foods you're eating. Now, this is this was a little bit surprising to me because because um, a lot of times you hear about, you know, certain foods, you know, you'll see those articles on like the MSN homepage about three foods that doctors don't want you to know about that melt belly fat or something like that. And you click on it and it just, it, they never actually tell you the foods. It just takes you to another page where they try to sell you something. Um, so composition definitely matters. Don't take this as an excuse to just eat pop tarts and cheeseburgers because I mean, yes, you can do that and still reach your goals, but it's probably not optimal and especially isn't optimal once we get to health. So the types of foods you're eating, you know, what are you eating for protein? Are you eating fish? Are you eating eggs? Are you eating tofu, carbs? Are you doing bread? Are you doing pasta? What types of foods you're eating? And then way at the top, contrary to what the supplement industry wants you to believe is supplements and hydration. Yes, supplements and hydration, they probably account for maybe 5% total when it comes to performance. Um, I think it actually talks about it in here where it, it talks about the percentages of what matters the most. Uh, yeah, supplements and hydration, it's at the top for a reason. Again, don't take this as an excuse to just not drink water. Obviously, you need to drink water. But I think there there became this trend, and I'm guilty of joining it, but that you just have to be constantly be drinking water all throughout the day. And oh, you got to get your gallon or gallon and a half a day, which for some people, you probably do need to drink a gallon, especially if you're exercising hard. But a lot of times... Um, for a lot of people, if they're not working out super hard, you know, that eight glasses of water a day, like a half a gallon, or maybe a little bit more than that, that you often hear like doctors talk about, that's probably good for most people. So I usually say with hydration, just look at your urine. If it's dark, if it's like brown or dark yellow, you probably need to drink a little bit more water. If it's light yellow or clear, you're obviously good. So, and then supplements, as we know, um, you know, supplement industry, it's probably a multi-billion dollar industry if I had to guess. A lot of them are marketed to and claim to uh, do a lot of stuff that they actually don't. Obviously, there's a few proven supplements. I think we've done an episode on supplements, but I can probably count on one hand the supplements that I would actually recommend that are actually worth your money. And uh, most of them are not what you would think. They're kind of the more low-key, boring supplements. You won't find them you know, in the stores that tell you to say that you're going to double your testosterone in two weeks. So that is the, uh, that's the pyramid as far as like athletic performance. And, uh, yeah. So let's compare that to the pyramid for healthy eating. Now you'll see a lot of these, there's a lot of similarities. They all have the same things, the same types of, obviously the adherence isn't there, but that's kind of just, um, a well-known thing that adherence matters. It's an overarching principle, so to say, but the order here is a little bit different. So at the bottom, you still have calorie balance. Again, calories are king. Really, no matter what your goal, if you're just eating to be healthy, if you're eating for sports performance, if you're eating for a specific body composition goal, calories are going to be the you know determining factor of whether you lose, gain, or maintain your body weight. So calories are still at the bottom when it comes to health. Then you have food composition. So usually, as we go back to the other one, if we went back to the other one, 
this would be way up here where macros and nutrient timing are. But right now the food composition is down here. So the types of foods you eat are a little bit different for just pure health than macros and nutrient timing. Now, obviously, if you're just going for health, probably doesn't matter as many uh, as much how many times per day you eat. You know, you can eat twice a day and still be pretty healthy as long as the calories are in check and you're eating healthy foods. And another reason why it's probably down here is because, you know, the types of foods you eat, if you tend to eat, you know, healthier foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fats, stuff like that, they're going to be higher in vitamins, minerals, fiber, stuff that's usually associated with uh, good health markers. So then we move up, then we got macros. So the macros still matter, obviously, just not quite as much as for body composition. Um, obviously, if you're an athlete, you're going to need probably more carbohydrates and higher amounts of proteins. Here, you could probably get away with a more even split, so to say. Then we move up, nutrient timing, as I said, not quite as important for um, just general health. Then you guys got hydration and supplements. They're both at the top again, so... That if you learn anything from this video, it's that you can get away without supplements as long as you dial your nutrition in. Not saying they're completely worthless and you shouldn't use them, but um, they're not as important as you think. So how can you actually use this to figure out a nutrition plan for yourself? So um, I'm going to show you some of the methods that I personally use. You might think they're a little bit simple, but they work. And basically anyone has access to this. So what the first thing I would do, there's a couple different methods to do this. First, I what I tend to do with most people and with myself is I try to figure out my total daily energy expenditure, my TDEE. So basically, how many calories on average is my body burning per day? Now, you want to find a, you know, when I search online for like total daily energy expenditure calculators, I usually like to find ones that take into account more variables. So the more variables, the better. So for example, right here, one of my, one of my go-to ones would be the Mifflin St. Jor equation. So as you can see the equation here, it has a different one for men and women, which I think is a good sign because obviously it's taking into account differences in biological sex. So it takes into account your weight, kilograms and pounds. So your body weight, that's pretty important because it's going to be, you know, a guy that weighs 200 pounds is going to probably burn a few more calories on average than a guy that weighs 130 pounds. So it's good to take that into account. It takes into account your height as well and your age. So those are three pretty important things to take into account. Then right here, it gives me, you know, it gives me a table to type in. So I've already filled it out. I'm a male weigh about 180 pounds. I'm about five foot eight. I believe that's 68 inches and I'm 23 years old. So this one gives you a BMR. So that's basically, that stands for basal metabolic rate. And the basal metabolic rate is the number of calories that your body burns at rest. So if I literally laid in bed all day and did absolutely nothing, my body would still burn 1,788 calories because your body has to really work hard there's a ton of processes and some that I know about, some that I have no idea about, but your body has to work hard to just keep everything moving, keep the system going. So then it gives you numbers down here for your activity level. Now, your activity level is another important variable to take into consideration. So obviously right here, bedridden, it said BMR, 
that was if I was if I were bedridden. So like I just said, sedentary. So you work a desk job. I would say that's if you work a desk job, you don't really move around a whole lot to during the day. You probably don't exercise very often. Um, it's going to give you a few more calories because you have to actually get out of your bed. Um, probably getting up to go to the bathroom every once in a while. And then lightly active. So maybe you have a sedentary job, but maybe you go for walks a few days a week or you exercise a couple days a week. Moderately active. You know, you probably have a decently consistent exercise routine, probably exercising three, four, five times a week. And then you go down the line, very active and extremely active. People that are working out daily, people that are doing two days, athletes um, probably definitely tend to be younger for the most part. And you can kind of type in whatever number um, from the range of 1.1 to 2.0. So I just went about 1.7 here. I'd say I'm between moderately active and very active at this point in time. And that's another good thing about these is you can kind of go back at different times of the year. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I would have put in extremely active because I was towards the end of my cross country season. I was training intensely. Now I just got done. So I'm on a little bit of a break. Obviously, I'm still, you know, working out, but I'm definitely not um, as as close to that high end there. So I put in 1.7 and it gives me average total daily energy expenditure there. 3,039. So that's probably on average a good estimate of how many calories per day my body is burning. So, and then also gives you a range. It's probably going to fall. Obviously, it gives you an exact number that's going to fall between this range 2860 and 3218. So, obviously, these calculators aren't going to be perfect, but it's a good starting point. Here's another one that I wanted to show you guys. Um, you can just look up total daily energy expenditure calculator, Google it, kind of the same thing. We'll see how, um, we'll see how close these numbers are if I put in about the same information. So 23, about 5'8", weigh 180 pounds. And let's see, I would probably say what I put on this bad boy was it very active. So let's see what very active gets me on this one. I'm going to hit calculate. Bam, 3,081. So these are actually pretty close, which is, in my opinion, a good determining factor that um, at least they're both good calculators. You, The main thing is you want it to be consistent. This could be off by a lot, but as long as you're using it and uh, you can use it as a baseline, you can always adjust later. They're not going to be perfect. I can guarantee you that. So these are both pretty, pretty close, right around between 3,000, 3,100 calories. So. Once you have an estimate of how many calories your body is burning per day, what you want to do, or what I would suggest doing, is figuring out. So you have your calories. Now we're going to figure out macros if we're going off the nutrition for performance. So what you're going to do here, let's close some of these tabs here. So what I would do is let's just say 3,000 calories so we can have an even number right here. Nolan talked earlier about getting enough protein. My opinion on protein is, excuse me, for people that are resistance training hard and are looking to like build and or maintain muscle, I just tell people to go one pound per gram of, 
one pound or one one gram per pound of body weight. So if I weigh 180 pounds, I would be eating 180 grams of protein. Some people might say that's way too high. Um, and honestly, you could probably go 0.8, maybe even 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. But how many people are going to think, okay, I weigh 150, what's 150 times 0.7? Uh, let's see, how much protein did I get today? It's just a lot easier and better to shoot high, fall a little bit short, than to have a lower target and then fall short of that and then risk not getting enough protein. Um, so that's just my opinion. For the, for, so for sake of conversation, 3,000 calories right here. I'm going to do 3,000 minus 180 times four. Why did I do that? There's four calories per gram of protein. So four calories per gram of protein, four calories in a gram of carbohydrates, and nine calories in a gram of fat. So I take that away from my 3000. I still have 2,280 calories left. So let's just make a note here. Let's go protein, 180 grams. Then what I like to do, you can kind of really play around with it after this point, as far as carbs and fats, I would say carbs, um, or let's talk about fats first, actually. So fats, they're definitely super important for hormone function. So you definitely want to make sure you're not going too low on them. My um, general suggestion would be not to go below a third of your body weight in grams. So I wouldn't want to go below like 60 grams of fat per day just to make sure hormones are nice and healthy. I'm getting enough healthy fats throughout the day. So if I were to go the minimum, I would take away, so I'm going to do the 2280 that I have left over here, minus go 60 grams, and I'm going to multiply that by nine because there's nine calories in a gram of fat. Hit equals, and I got 1740 left for calories. So let's go fat right here, 60 grams. Carbohydrates are all we got left. So pretty simple here. You just divide the remaining calories by four because there's four calories per gram of carbohydrate. So you just go divide by four right here, 435 grams of carbohydrates. So obviously you can kind of play around with this. I keep the protein pretty much the same uh, year round for the most part. You could go, you know, if we go back here, start with that 3000 again, minus 180 times four. And if I wanted to go, say I want a little bit more fat, maybe I want 80 grams of fat. Oh, what what I do? I don't know. I can't remember what I did. Just blanked out right there. All right, 3,000 again. Oh, now I'm really messing up. Minus 180 times 4 equals minus 80 times 9. Bam. So if we go 80 grams of fat, we divide that remainder by four, then I'm only getting 390 grams of carbs. So I think you guys kind of get the gist of it. Then from there, so you have your macros. Then after that, if we're going off this. Oh, French, before you, before you jump into that, one thing I want to note is if you are a larger individual, um, I would say that you will want to go off of lean body mass for protein. So that pound of that uh, gram of protein per pound of body weight will actually be, will actually be per pound of lean body mass. 
Um, and you can find that online too. You can calculate that online, but that'll give you a more realistic number as opposed to, you know, let's say you, you might be 50 pounds overweight, then you don't need as much protein. So just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, that's a really good point. I did not even think of that. Uh, absolutely true there. So we go back there. We got our calories taken care of. We got our macros taken care of. Then it's kind of really up to you when it comes to this stuff. So timing for timing, let's say, and obviously we're going off the nutrition for performance here. Again, I'll go back here and go back to the health, just uh, nutrition for health. But obviously, say you lift weights five times a week, it would make sense to probably, if we know carbs are usually the main fuel source for training, exercise in general, you would probably want to eat a good amount of your daily carbs before and after your, your resistance training session. So within probably two to three hours before and two to three hours after, you know, you might eat. 60% of your carbs for the day, maybe even more, maybe a little less, depending on, um, you want to hop in here? Oh, I was just going to say, um, we have two episodes coming out in the future. They're already recorded about pre-workout nutrition and post-workout nutrition, where we'll give you exact numbers for that. Um, you know, it's obviously it's different for everybody, but there's a kind of an ideal percentage of how much of your carbs you want to consume before and after your workout. Um, and, and that's, that's a flexible number, but just so you know, that episode is coming out as well, where we get into more specifics. Yes. No spoilers. So yeah, you probably want to eat more carbs before, right before, even during for some people and after your workout, as opposed to, you know, super early in the day away from your workout, super late in the day away from your workout. So obviously you want to do that if you're training, you know, afternoon you probably don't want to not eat the whole day and then go into a session fasted if you're training first thing in the morning 5 6 a.m that might be a different story because you probably still um, especially if you ate a meal later that night so this is kind of um, a little customizable again if we're going for performance i would say it split it up into at least three meals probably Optimally, you'd have maybe five meals total. That doesn't have to be five square meals. It could be three meals and then two snacks in between, just so you can kind of spread them out a little bit more. You don't feel like you have to, you know, especially if you're trying to gain weight, put on lean mass. Um, a lot of people aren't going to be able to just stomach, you know, three to 4,000 calories in two or three meals because those meals are going to be pretty big. So customizable there. Then you go into the composition of the food, so the types of foods you're eating. And again, this is pretty customizable too. Obviously, like I said, just because it's way up on the pyramid does not mean it's an excuse to just eat a bunch of junk food. You can eat some junk food. It's completely fine. But I would say for the most part, try to eat probably 75 to 80% plus um, whole unprocessed foods and then that rest that 20%, if you want to, you can probably fill that in with pretty much whatever you want, as long as it doesn't affect your macros and your calories and still be perfectly fine as far as, as far as uh performance and probably health to a, to a pretty big extent too. So don't let people tell you that you have to eat clean all the time to lose weight, get in shape, be healthy. So composition, obviously you're going to want to pick foods that are going to align with your macros 
if I only have 60 gram, if I'm only trying to eat 60 grams of fat in a day, I probably don't want to eat um, a bunch of bacon or like a ribeye steak, something that's going to have 40 grams of fat in one meal. And then I can only eat, you know, 20 grams of fat for the rest of the day. And if there's something that, you know, is super high in carbs and you're trying to go a little bit less on the carbs, a little bit more on the fats, you probably don't want to eat something that's going to send you over on the carbs super early in the day. Um, unless you're okay with, you know, just eating all your, most of your carbs in one meal, which we just said a couple minutes ago, probably isn't the greatest idea, especially if your goal is, um, around resistance training. And then obviously you're going to want to eat fruits and vegetables for obvious health reasons. And then at the top, probably don't need to worry about this a whole lot. Like I said, the hydration, um, I've heard a lot of different suggestions on how much water you should drink a day. You know, at first, you know, there was just a gallon of day, gallon of water a day, which for most people, if you drink a gallon of water a day, that's probably more than enough, to be honest with you. So uh, definitely, there's definitely been worse suggestions. I've heard one ounce per pound of body weight, which seems a little much to me, just because for me personally, that would be probably close to a gallon and a half of water a day. Um, I don't think I drink that much water and I seem to be fine. I've also heard an ounce per, um, per two pounds of body weight. So you take your body weight, divide it by two, and that's how many ounces you should drink a day. That seems a little bit more realistic for me. Um, so I would be drinking about 180 pounds. Um, I'd be drinking only about 90 ounces of water. That seems a little bit more reasonable. And then I think I've also, I think it actually might be in this book that I read, they go off of calories consumed per day. So I think they made the recommendation of five milliliters of water per calorie consumed or something like that, which I don't really know milliliters very well, but I like um, just kind of monitoring your urine. I know it's kind of a weird way to do it, but it's an easy way to do it. And it's pretty easy to tell whether you're hydrated or not. If not, I would say um, out of those three that I just suggested, suggested I would go um, an ounce of water, um, take your body weight, divide it by two, and drink that many ounces of water for day, per day. And then obviously you can adjust up or down from there. And then as far as supplements, um, you really don't need – I think if you don't have this stuff, if you're not focusing on this stuff already, calories, macros, timing, composition, all that good stuff, you probably shouldn't be worried about supplements but if you are going to take supplements, I would probably recommend creatine. That'd be my number one. I think pretty much everyone should be taking creatine monohydrate. Um, I take fish oil because I don't really eat a lot of fish. Just get those omega-3 fatty acids. Vitamin D is a big one that a lot of people should probably be taking, especially, um, you know, we're approaching the winter months here in the Midwest. There just isn't enough sunlight out to get enough vitamin D through the skin. And then that's really, those are really my top three, honestly. I, I drink, um, I use protein powder uh, to supplement my protein intake, but I kind of see that as more of a, a food, just food in powdered form. And then I take magnesium to help my sleep. And that's really about it for the most part. And I'm, oh, a multivitamin. I would probably, um, obviously you can get away without a multivitamin, but it's kind of just like, um, kind of like most people don't ever need Hopefully it's like car insurance. You shouldn't need your car insurance if you're a good driver, but in the event that you do get into an accident, you're covered, you cover your ass. Same thing with kind of a multivitamin, probably a little bit um, less real life ramifications on that, hopefully, but 
uh, would probably recommend one of those as well. So there we go. That's pretty much the whole pyramid. And then obviously we have adherence here. I think a lot of this goes into um, obviously the composition. If you just eat foods that you dislike and you think are bland and taste terrible, you're probably not going to want to stick to that plan for very long. So that's something to think about. And I think the timing too, like if you think you're just going to like, um, oh, I'm, I'll be fine. I can make it six hours between meals and not be hungry. Try to set yourself up for success. Don't think that you need to fast all day long and so you can just eat a big meal at the end of the day because when you get super hungry and the next thing you tend to make worse food choices just because you know you might just grab the first thing you see so adherence definitely very important so let's take a look at health obviously we have the calorie balance at the bottom again so nothing really changes there then we got food composition so my recommendation for most people that are just trying to eat healthier than in general is to focus on the types of foods that you're eating. So like Nolan said, focus on eating a high protein diet. So for me, that's, you know, lean proteins in general, chicken, turkey, lean beef. You can do tofu, fish, uh, stuff like that. And then focus on eating a good amount of fruits and vegetables. So honestly, it's I've never heard of someone that's, you know, gotten fat off eating too many fruits and vegetables, even though, I mean, in today's world, some people think that those things can make you fat, but I think you're pretty safe by eating, you know, apples and broccoli for the most part. Then you go to your macros. I would say I haven't really read this whole book, to be honest with you. So I would have to read more into it about how the macros are less important for health. But in my opinion, Still make sure you're getting enough protein. Obviously, if you're not resistance training and you're not um, super concerned about packing on a ton of lean mass, you can probably go a little bit less on the protein. You can probably drop down to 0.6 to 0.7 grams per pound of body weight, but obviously still want to get in a good amount. And then um, I would say your ratio of healthy fats to carbs obviously can vary, but you might want to increase the healthy fats. Nutrient timing, obviously kind of up to you especially if you're not worrying about new uh like a resistance training session or a workout you don't have to plan your meals as much around your workout you can kind of do it more to what fits your schedule so you could probably eat one to two meals a day and it wouldn't really make that big of a difference and then obviously we have hydration and supplements at the top so that is my i'm gonna go ahead and stop screen sharing here so I just threw a lot at you guys. That's my number one way how how I would go about, you know, kind of building a nutrition plan for myself. Another one that I think is um, easier, to, that's pretty easy to do is just to kind of track your calories for maybe a few days, even a week. You don't have to weigh everything out. Obviously, um, if you do measure everything out, that's going to be more accurate. You know, if you can, anyone can pretty much go by you can get a food scale off Amazon, go to Walmart, get a food scale for for pretty cheap. And I think doing that, just kind of tracking your calories, I use the app MyFitnessPal. Uh, I know there's a ton of different apps out there that can help you track calories. They have a food databases where you can search a food, uh, just the serving size, and it'll tell you the calories and usually the macros and the vitamins and minerals as well. So that's a helpful tool. 
you want to track your calories for a few days, probably a week, honestly. And then you want to be monitoring your weight. So if you can weigh yourself on that first day, then weigh yourself on the second day, keep track of your weight, keep track of the amount of calories you're eating. So you begin to see a trend. If you stay the same weight, you're eating at about your maintenance. If you gain weight, you're eating a little bit above your maintenance. If you lose weight, you're eating below your maintenance. So that's another one that's pretty easy to do. And then when it comes to setting a goal as far as maintaining your weight, losing weight, gaining weight, you can kind of do the same thing. So if I take that same number from earlier, that 3,000, say that's my maintenance, say I wanted to lose a little bit of weight, I would probably start by just taking away probably three to 500 calories, nothing crazy. So maybe I go down to 2,700 calories, do that for a week, see how my weight adjusts. If it stays, if it goes down, I would stick with that 2,700 calories. There's no need to keep lowering them if you keep going down in the weight. Then when my weight starts to plateau, I might take away another 300 calories. You can do the same thing with weight gain as well. Bump it up three to 500 calories, see your weight. If it stays the same, keep bumping it up. If it goes up, keep with those same amount of calories until you start to plateau and kind of just rinse and repeat for the most part. And that's basically um, kind of a simplified version of how you can just go on the internet and make yourself a nutrition plan for the most part. Nolan, did I miss anything? Am I making sense here? Yeah, totally. Um, I don't think you're missing anything. Those are the basics anyways. Um, And then, you know, just to hammer home on it, again, I know we talked about it in the beginning, but adherence is just the overarching theme here. So most people have a hard enough time with that. And like French said, that 80-20 approach 80% on, uh, 20% kind of looser on your diet seems to work well for a lot of people. I know there's certain people where they can't go off the rails too much. Otherwise they'll just, it's, it's like, you know, they just go crazy and eat their entire fridge. But for most people, I would say that's a healthy balance. Um, and you know, that, that will also vary too. I mean, it's not, It does not have to be chicken and rice for three meals a day, every day. Um, You know, you have have holidays, um, you have, you know, special events, birthdays, or just get togethers where you should, you should be splurging a little bit. Um, You don't have to be crazy strict about it. Uh, If you're going into a competition, you know, that's a different story, but for most people um, they can get by with, with, doing whatever it is that they can stick to as long as it's, you know, following those basic, uh, fundamentals. Um, so really adherence, um, I, I don't write nutrition plans, but I do give nutrition advice every now and then. And, uh, it, it's, this isn't very helpful, but, um, I often just tell people it's whatever works for you, whatever you can adhere to, um, because that is really huge. And, and so I wanted to, to hammer home on that because um, there is a lot of, you know, little tips and tricks that can help you stick to to your diet a little bit better, your nutrition plan a little bit better. Um, and if it works for you, then I would say stick to it. Uh, if you find something that works, stick to it um, because that's usually the hardest part for most people. Yeah, very well said. And like I said earlier, as far as like tracking your calories, obviously, 
it's you're no one can convince me that you know weighing your food and measuring it on a scale like that's going to be the most accurate i don't think it's probably the most sustainable for most people so how i kind of started i used to weigh my i used to kind of measure my food and track my food pretty regularly and then as i got more i don't know if i want to say more advanced but as i did it more i kind of was able to tell like oh that is about six ounces of protein that's about a cup of this cup of that and over time i was able to kind of do it less and less where to the point where i am today i can just kind of tell like obviously like i can't tell you the exact macros of a meal but like i think the goal for everyone is just to be able to make healthy choices without having to think about it a whole lot um intuitive eating is something that's kind of made a made a um made an appearance over the past few years and basically what in, the basis of intuitive eating is basically being in tune with your um with your hunger so obviously like eating until you're satiated eating until you're not stuffed but you're pretty full and then just kind of listening to your body so i think if everyone can get to that point that's awesome um but it takes time for a lot of people i still t- um periodically go back and might track my calories for a few days at a time just cuz i'm curious i'm like hey i want to see about what I'm eating or about how many calories I'm taking in right now. Just because one, I, I mean, it's kind of weird, but I kind of do enjoy it just being super exact and uh, um, super exact like that. But um, it's definitely not for everyone. I think um, the portion size method is another really good one. We could probably talk about a whole episode on how to track food and how to track your calories in more um, adherable ways. So we'll probably do that in the future. But yeah, I think the end goal for everyone is to find that balance of where they can still enjoy what they're eating, you know, not absolutely hate what they're eating all the time, but um and enjoy themselves a little bit, but staying healthy. So that that's the end goal. Adherence obviously. We're looking to kind of stretch that timeline out, not what's going to be best for this week. Obviously, like Nolan said, if you have a competition or something, you got to do what you got to do. It's That's kind of a temporary thing. You might only have to do it for three to four months. Um, but if we're stretching out the timeline horizon over a lifetime, we want to do what we can stick to without stressing the hell out of ourselves and those around us. So well yeah. said. Yeah, that's another point too, is especially with like tracking everything. Uh, you know, you don't want to develop, you know, any body dysmorphia or any any eating disorders or anything like that and and that's real that's a real thing that happens um i know when i was like religious about tracking my stuff i it did really get in my head and it became a little unhealthy so um you do have to be careful with that and like i said you gotta live your life too so find that balance yes sir well hope you guys found this episode helpful definitely Try to watch the video version if you can. It'll be on Spotify, like Nolan said. Probably end up uploading it to YouTube. I definitely think it's helpful to watch the visuals. Obviously, hopefully I talked through it well enough that you can follow it just off audio. But um, this is a really good one. I feel like we actually utilized our technology here. So would definitely appreciate it if you took took the time to watch this one. So, Yep. Thank you guys for listening. and. Oh, if you have any interest in a nutrition plan. Oh, yeah. Shameless plug, guys. I do write nutrition plans. <laughs> well, actually, like, yeah. So, um, like Nolan said, if you do 
if you are interested in some nutrition coaching, um, I have a certification, not that that really means a damn thing today, but I say nutrition certifications of any kind, it doesn't mean that the person knows what they're talking about, but at least you know that they're putting some effort in. I'll be the first one to tell you, I got a lot to learn with coaching in general, whether that's training, nutrition, but it is something that I do really enjoy. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people get frustrated because, you know, they train really hard in the gym, they exercise consistently, they probably even got their sleep down, but nutrition is such a big part. If you don't have the nutrition, especially if you're trying to, you know, lose weight, gain weight, anything, or you have body composition goals, if you don't have the nutrition dialed in, you're going to struggle more than you need to. So hit me up, uh, French underscore fit 40 on Instagram. Feel free to shoot me a DM or you can click um, you can go to my website, christianfrenchfitness.com, fill out the link for online coaching. I do training, I do nutrition, or I can do combo, which would be both. Uh, currently working with uh, one client right now, so slowly getting that experience. And uh, yeah, DM me to find out more if you're interested. Let me help, yeah. let me help you reach your goals. That's right. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. In our next episode. Peace. Yes, our skate. That was a good episode.